Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Kiel, Germany with my new friend Tim Grossman, the founder of the Expo app. Tim moved to Kiel three years ago after living abroad and loves how incredible summertime is because of its proximity to water. In this episode, Tim and I talk about visiting the Labu Naval Memorial, exploring a U-boat submarine from World War II, and attending Kiel Week, the largest sailing event in Europe. You're about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone interested in visiting Germany, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide of Tim's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash keel. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, Dee, thanks for having me. Today, we're talking about Kiel, Germany. It's one of those things that I've never heard of. You know, there's like some of the big cities in Germany that I think a lot of people are familiar with, but Kiel has a, a big prominence in like German, in the German economy and has a lot of history and everything like that. So really excited to have you on the show and, and share your knowledge for the city. Yeah, happy to talk about Kiel in general. Um, it's quite not on the map for many people, but it's really, really interesting. And there's like a lot of things happening, even though it's just like a very small city here. Sure, sure. So what's your connection to the city? Actually, I just came here basically like three years ago when I was uh, coming back from Singapore. Fun story, basically what I what I did is um, I met a guy there and this guy's sister is also from Kiel. So uh, I met her here in Kiel and suddenly three months later, I'm, I'm living here. <laughs> and um, back then I, I was working and then starting, starting a company here that has to do with experiences and the locality of experiences. So I got to know the city quite well. Yeah, I understand that uh, Kiel is kind of like kind of like a Silicon Valley or, or you know one of those type of like tech forward cities that uh, you know that a lot of innovators kind of go there to to start their business. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not really popular. It's not that present on most of the people's minds. But uh, actually, there's like a huge startup scene, and is the the near proximity to the neighbor to the harbor is also very relevant. Um, and there are like a lot of local startups that have to do with water, fish, cultures, and uh, corals. And of course, there are like another many other things as well. Oh, fantastic! So for for people that aren't really familiar with the city. Where does the city lie, like in the in the country of Germany? Is it like north, south, east, west, like middle? Where, where is it at? Yeah, it's actually quite far to the north. Um, there's only one other city that is even further north, uh, which is called Flensburg. But Kiel is directly next to the to the water, and there's like this Kiel of Fjord here, which is like an indent in the in the land side, which then is basically used for all the containers and stuff like that. Okay, and so if people are planning a trip and they want to come visit Kiel after listening to the episode. Do we fly into Kiel or is there an airport there or do we fly in nearby? 
Yeah, there is an airport, but it's not uh, used for commercial flights. Uh, so you can basically go uh, skydiving there and you have to go to Hamburg. Uh, that's probably a little bit more known, a little bit more popular. From there, you can basically uh, go from, from the airport directly with the train to, to Kiel. Okay. So say we fly into Hamburg and then take the train. Like, How far of a, of a train ride is it? And what would you say it costs to take that train? Yeah, probably like an, an hour, uh, one and a half hours. And it's, I would say, around 10, 10, 15 euros. Okay, yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, especially now that, you know, while we're recording this, the dollar is really strong versus the euro. So <laughs> yeah, for, for for people that in the U.S. that want to travel to, to Europe and some of the countries within there, your dollar is going to go really far. So kind of speaking along those lines, when we're visiting, do we need to kind of get some local currency or you know, is using a credit card going to be sufficient for us everywhere we go? Yeah, credit card is all around here. So there, uh, just recently this year in, in 2022, there was a huge uh, revolution where everything kind of turned from cash to um, to credit cards and, and uh, debit cards. So you can basically pay everything you can get here with card. Oh, fantastic. And then uh, I'm sure, especially like you know, as tech forward of the city is, I'm sure like mobile payments and everything like that is also really well adopted there as well. Absolutely. And you even see older people using uh, Apple Watches and these kind of things uh, to pay their groceries, right? So that's really, really cool. That's awesome. Now, uh, obviously, you know, Germany is part of the EU. From us coming from the United States to visit there, we don't need a visa or any sort of vaccinations or you have like the yellow card and those types of things to be able to come visit. Like, Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Yeah, you don't need anything. If you want to stay here, of course, you also need a permit. But uh, for holidays, uh, just for traveling, uh, you don't need anything. Fantastic. Yeah, and I know as we're recording this in in October, that the Christmas markets are coming up. I know that's a really popular thing in Europe. And I know it's something that I I really love to visit whenever I travel. Do they have anything like uh, Christmas markets or anything like that there in Kiel? Yeah, absolutely. We have several of those uh, throughout the city, but it's not as present or as prominent as it is in, in like larger cities. There's few quite nice places uh, next to the um, capital uh, where you can see the Christmas market and it's nicely done as well, but it's not as huge as it, it might be in, in different other cities like Munich or Berlin. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I had a chance to visit one in Dusseldorf a few years ago and it, it was so much fun. <laughs> can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> really good one. Yeah. So speaking of that, what's the weather like throughout the year? Obviously, you being in the northern part of the country, I would assume it gets pretty chilly in in the wintertime. Yeah, actually, the the chilliness is not not the the real problem. So myself, I'm I'm coming from the southern part, next to like close to Stuttgart, where the weather is quite nice. Like even in the winter, it's not as rainy. It's pretty cold, but it's not as rainy. Uh, when I came here, I was really really confused and uh, demotivated because it's raining all the time it's gray like the sky is fully gray all the time Uh, there's barely sunshine but if there's sunshine people are going crazy right they're they're celebrating sunshine here as as uh, as nothing else it's really cool also the people here i mean most of the time it's it's rainy but people that don't really care so they go outside uh, even without umbrellas i mean it's very windy so you cannot even have umbrellas <laughs> to cover your 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 body but over time you start to not care anymore about uh, having rain on your on your on your shirt or on your coat yeah no that's one of the benefits of being bald you don't have to worry about your hair getting messed up or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> right on now if people are planning their visit to to Kiel what time of year should they plan on visiting? Obviously, like you said, the wintertime gets you know, pretty cold and, and rainy and everything. Is there snow during that time? 
And or is like summer or spring or fall better? It rarely snows, actually. So the winter is mostly just rainy. Um, but I would absolutely recommend uh, coming in, in like high season in, in mid midst of summer because the close proximity to, to beaches and the water is incredible. Everybody's kind of hanging around next to the fjord and, and the waters here. People are so much outside. They basically live outside when it's actually kind of at one point getting warmer and sunny. So <laughs> definitely come in the summertime. For sure. Okay. Let's take a step back. Like we talked about, we're going to fly into Hamburg. We're going to take the train in. And I guess, is there like a, like a central train station that we, that we arrive at? And then from there, you know, how do we get to our hotel or attractions? Is it a pretty small town as far as like walkable or there public transportation or something like that? Yeah, there's one one central uh, train station. It's it's actually the only one. So there's no subway or any kind of other public transportation other than uh, buses here. But please don't think about getting a car. Uh, it's incredibly small. If you grab one of the, the public bikes, like one of bike renters or scooters, these e-scooters, you can get from everywhere to everywhere in the city, like in the main city part in like 10 to 15 minutes. So it's very, very close. And if you want to go to your hotel, um, there's some, some really good hotels quite close to the train station. So you can basically walk from there. Um, if you want to go even more central, of course, you can also walk or take one of those scooters or also um, cargo bikes. That's also a very big thing here. Right on. Yeah, I, I love riding those scooters, but I think it's one of those things. I've never tried it riding the scooter while like carrying a suitcase. So I think that's the, <laughs> that's, that's the part that I've always had a little bit of a challenge with, with using those. Are there things like rideshare, like you know Uber or Lyft or anything? No, we don't have that. We have cabs, regular taxis, but um, also, yeah, there are a lot of them, but most of the time they're standing around because the city is very congested in terms of the roads uh, and it's very clear and open in terms of bikes and scooters and these kind of things oh good good okay like you mentioned there that there's a few hotels that are near the airport there and some others that are a little bit deeper into the city do you have any recommendations as far as where to stay or any parts of the the city that we should avoid yeah yeah so there's one there's one really cool hotel that i that i actually really really like it's called me and all hotel it's close to the central station and it's very modern and young in its appearance so they have a huge welcome area in, in the in the hotel where can be, which is basically very green and they have a their own burger shop in the in the hotel in the lobby so that is really really cool and i think that the prices are quite reasonable as well of course there's Hilton or Hampton in this case as well, but it's in my opinion not, not as not as cozy and cool as the Mean All Hotel. In terms of places that you should maybe avoid, it's called Garden. It's like the actual garden, but with two A's, um, and it's like kind of close to the yeah train station as well. But um, it's if you as if you go to New York in some kind of shady uh, street, it's more like an area that you might don't want to live because there are like a lot of spooky people walking around but in general it's it's quite it's quite safe okay that makes sense yeah if you want to go a little bit more closer to like the city city center the inner city with all the shops and walking around strolling around it's called the holstenstraße like the holsten street uh, which is one of the major shopping areas even though people in kiel yeah, they're not, seems like they're not that much into shopping because most of the, of the shops are not living for too long there. So they are replaced quite frequently. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, say we're staying one of those hotels, uh, getting around is, is pretty easy. We're either going to walk or get with the scooters or, or, or bikes, right? Sure. Yeah. From there, like, 
what are some of the main things we should do when we're visiting? I, I know there's some there's some really cool monuments and also some uh, some good museums nearby. So like, what do you recommend doing? Yeah, maybe one thing that is not as cool is that there is not like a huge tourist attraction. Um, you, you won't find it here. So there's not like a, a Eiffel Tower, but there are a lot of prominent sailors and harbors related uh, relevant things if you if you're into into culture and into history a little bit um, and then there's one area where you definitely need a car to get it's called Labu, um, which is a very popular for the older generation to go to and uh, visit small shops and cafes there but this is as mentioned a little bit more farther away we have beautiful botanical gardens and there's an old castle as well and if you're into more like the younger things you definitely have to have to go to the to the harbor and and check out if there's uh, the sailing club actually again inviting people from the street to go on a on a quick trip with them so you basically see the real culture and the real living of of uh, Kila people. Yeah, that's pretty awesome that they they just kind of invite anybody walking by to to go on the boat with them. And when they do that, is there a, a fee for that, or is that just like, hey, we want to show you what our culture is like and come on down for free? So last time I, I've been there, it was basically um, the sailors club trying to show people how cool it is. So probably they will join the, the club there, um, which is of course then paid, uh, but the actual sailing trip was not, not paid in that sense. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I think it's, it'd be a lot of fun, but I, I probably wouldn't join the club either because I would never get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> not sure how they select the people. Maybe they just look out for people that look rich and uh, are a little bit older and into sailing. <laughs> so they invite those guys, uh, but not sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm the best kind of member, right? Like I'm paying the dues, but never using the services. That's like the ideal for businesses. <laughs> Absolutely. They should definitely pick you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know like uh, when I travel with my kids, I, I try to take them to museums or like historical things to just kind of give them a, an idea of like why the city is important or what what was happening in like the city in years past. Are there any things like that that we should uh, that we should go to? Sure. Yeah. For example, there is uh, an old submarine that was uh, laid down in in the Labyrinth, the area of, of like the Kilo region I talked about before. And it's very nice because it's it, it was turned into a museum, so you can basically visit it and um, go into it. And it's one of the ones from the World War, so it uh, was laid down in 1942. And I guess it's really cool even for like children uh, to see something like that from the inside, right? Because in most cases, you won't have the chance to to go into a uh, submarine and actually check out all the, the techniques and how those torpedoes are loaded and things like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, especially, I mean, for from an American standpoint, we heard so much about the U-boats that you know, what they did, you know, like during like the World War II and everything. So being able to actually see it, I think, helps solidify those lessons in their in their mind. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, and it seems like it was a really relevant submarine as well is patrolled from the from the keeler harbor which also has like a very huge section of red labeled um, area where you don't where you're not allowed to drive into or even like sail around because if you do you you will get like a an alarm and if you continue sailing they claim that they will kind of take you down right so they probably will put you pull you out with their uh, their uh, ships but of course, there's also like uh, tales that if you go there, you will be shot and things like that. So it's a, <laughs> it's a very marine and very um, military specific region here. It's all due to like what is called the Sailor's Revolt, like the Kiel Mutiny. And basically that um, piece of history is everything, I would call it everything that defines the 
culture and the uh, and openness of the Kilo people as well, right? Because um, it was one like it's an event um, where sailors revolted, and that actually triggered the German Revolution back then and turned Germany from a monarchy and in an empire like a monarchy and an empire to the Weimar Republic. So it uh, kind of triggered that whole event that actually happened in just a few days. It's kind of a crazy story. And there are like a lot of uh, murals across the city. So if you actually search for them, if you if you're going to search for them, there are like a, many of those. And basically what happened back then is that um, those sailors revolted and they actually would have taken care of without force. But somehow, of course, there was a someone that sh started shooting. So seven sailors died. And that was the, the key changing point in that revolt. Uh, until that point, of course, it was just a revolt. But that kind of switch, when people actually died from re revolting and being killed by, by the government, that was uh, like a really prominent uh, point in time when the whole, the whole switch um, came alive. It's interesting how, you know, certain cities that we, like, again, we don't really know much about Kiel. I mean, it's not like, a, like you said, a popular tourist destination, but played such a prominent role in like the history and the kind of the change that happened within Germany. Yeah, absolutely. And probably you have heard of Fridays for Future, the movement. Mm -hmm. And actually, Kieler people, they claim that Kiel is like the originator of the Fridays for Future movement. They were one of the first ones that started in like 2018. And there's a lot of progress, like the political progress and the minds of the political minds of people here are very straight forward in terms of openness and then cultural change and acceptance. And you, you really can feel that in also the, the shops that are, he, that you can visit here, uh, the things that you can, you can buy and also the people that you meet on the street and how they sometimes even how, how they look from the outside, right? They're very tolerant. You know? Wow. Wow. That's a, that's really, really amazing. Now, we talked about also, as far as museums go, I think there's also a, a zoological museum that's there as well. Exactly, yeah. And it's, and it's also one of, the, one of the most impressive zoological museums in like the area and also northern part of Germany, even though Hamburg is also big in terms of the harbor, right? Uh, but it has a full-sized skeleton of whales, which is really, really cool, like of a, of a blue whale. And it's gigantic. Um, I can tell you. So it's definitely worth a visit. And um, the museum was already there, but it, in the in like 19th century, it became very, very significant due to the research institute that is also here next to the to the fjord. So there's a lot of research being done. Also, you can see seals that are used as not really research projects, but um, there's a huge um, aquarium where you can see those seals uh, going back and forth. And things like that. So it's definitely worth a visit. Oh, that's awesome. Like I said, when I travel with my kids, it's good to be able to have a little entertainment. Like you see the seals swimming around and everything, but also bringing in some of the educational aspect of it as well. So that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, there are also interactive elements for older people, but for, for kids in general, where you can play around with different kind of types of fishes and uh, assign names to these kind of things. So as mentioned, there are a lot, like a lot of educational topics around. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, one of the things we, that we always like to do whenever we travel is kind of check out the local food and, and the local cuisine. Uh, what are some of your recommendations for, for restaurants when we're visiting? Yeah, that's my main point. <laughs> that's my main interest as well. Uh, I, love, I love food. I love eating out. There is a huge variety of food here in Kiel. One thing that is a little bit lacking of is, is very authentic, traditional kitchen, uh, like you would probably get in Berlin. But there are 
many, many different kind of cuisines that you can try here, D depending on what you're what you're up to, right? If you want to go for Asian food or if you want to go for pizza, a few few really interesting places I want to talk about is starting with with some Vietnamese food. And there's one one uh, one guy he made uh, he created this this place called Sidewalk. Um, it's kind of Vietnamese food, not super traditional but it's very very well seasoned uh, it has a lot of vegan options which is super important here for keel because there are like a lot of people that are not eating meat and fish anymore even though of course people love fish in the northern part of germany but keel is, is kind of a little bit uh, aside from that um, and then there is uh, one called Baklit, and of course uh, I, i'll attach uh, photos to the to the or you will attach photos to the show the Baklit is a really really hipster kind of alternative cafe they have three, four shops here in Kiel. Basically, they 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 hold the monopoly of uh, cafes here in Kiel. So they they're yeah, kind of like the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> they're really 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 prominent, but they're really good. So they have a lot of cakes. They have uh, sweets. They have a huge coffee chain. They sell coffee. They sell um, chais as well. And they of course also have a very good variety of vegan and vegetarian options. One thing is their their cinnamon bun. That's one thing that you definitely have to try out. It's popular and and yeah, infamous across the whole city um, and even ac across the borders. Yeah, like you said, there's a the cinnamon roll mafia, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can play, uh, basically uh, summarize it like that. <laughs> There's like other places as well. So again, looking at that kind of alternative hipster kind of feeling, there's one place called Fresco. What you can do there is they have very good brunch and breakfast. And the thing that is really, really cool with their place is they have this kind of magical fairy garden on the backside. So they're, they're actually close to the to the street so they're exactly next to a street but if you go into their backyard they have this huge overgrown garden where all the the plants are hanging from the top and you have these kind of very shabby chic doors and and cabins and these kind of things and of course you can sit there especially in the, in the summer as mentioned um you can sit there enjoy your breakfast enjoy your brunch they have a huge variety of foods and of course sitting there Basically, hearing nothing from the traffic is incredible. It's really, really beautiful. And that's one thing that, that definitely makes them unique also in the whole whole city. For sure. Yeah, I think it's one of those places, like the way you describe it, it's like it's a perfect spot if you want to sit there with your, your nice breakfast, get a little Instagram photo going, just be able to show off to your friends like, hey, check it out where I'm at, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's very Instagrammable. <laughs> it's very Instagrammable. <laughs> right on. Uh, any other suggestions? Um, yeah, one one more, which is probably my most favorite of all of those. Uh, it's called Maria Bonita. It's the name of of the the owner of the restaurant, and it's kind of a Mexican mama styled uh, street food place for Mexican food, of course. And it's really that one is out of everyone's mind. They serve super simple Mexican kitchen. Um, they have quesadillas, they have burritos and guacamole as well. They basically, I think, and chili con carne, they have four different kind of dishes, and you can make them meat, vegetarian, fish, vegan, but it's always the same, and it's so well done. It's really incredible, um, and one thing I can definitely recommend there is the, as mentioned, the guacamole with uh, mango. They put mango on top of it and serve it with kind of deep-fried pieces of tortillas, and it's, it's mind-blowing, really. That one is incredible. That one is really incredible. It's not that cheap, but it's incredible that's awesome sometimes like you said like 
it's a like that simple menu. You know, you're not getting all exotic and, and weird and everything. It's just having that that simple menu where you know, like you have like kind of those staples of of normal like Mexican dishes and everything, and that's just that's perfect. That's exactly what you need and exactly what you want at that time. Well, Tim, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for Keel. I've learned a lot, but now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Kiel, where should they go and what should they eat? Yeah, as mentioned, it's it's Maria Bonita, so you definitely have to go there. You have to check for the opening times because it's kind of random, but it's the one place that you have to go and eat something when you visit Kiel because it's incredible. You have to try the, the, the guacamole uh, with the mango and definitely get a quesadilla with mole poblano, which is incredible. Yeah, nothing like going all the way to Germany to get Mexican food. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I know you've been there for a few years now, and I know you've had some really cool experiences with with your app, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes. What's one of the most memorable experiences you've had uh, throughout the city? One thing that we we haven't really talked about also happening in in summer is the Kiel Week. It's one huge event. It's a crazy event here in Kiel where whole Germany and people from around the world are coming for the people that are sailing here and the whole city turns into basically into a festival. It was was not happening due to COVID, of course, for the last two years, but this year it happened. Uh, So that one is is incredible. If you get a chance to come when a Kiel Week is happening, absolutely do that because it's it's turning the city into a whole different thing. That's fantastic. Uh, what time of year does that happen? It's in June. June. Okay, perfect. Mid of June. Right on. We'll, we'll definitely mark our calendars for that one. So, so speaking of good times and, and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Kiel? Yeah, there are many places because Kiel is a student and university city, right? So there are a lot of students uh, that want to go for, for a sip at some point. One of, one of those is called Pope Mahon. It's a kind of an Irish pub. And one thing that, that is unique about that one is that every evening you have a different kind of happy hour. So each night you can go there and have a completely different experience there with things like karaoke night and local band night where you see and experience different kind of people from, from local bands that you wouldn't otherwise uh, discover. And they have one topic per evening. So this one is definitely worth visiting especially also more than one. So even if you live here, uh, it's definitely worth going to. For sure, yeah. And I think it just being able to support those local bands, I think, is a great thing to do while you're there as well. Absolutely, yeah. Right on. Well, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Kiel? That's a fun topic. Uh, it's also one of the startups. So uh, as mentioned, the startup space is huge here. One of the, or actually the best place for pizza here in Kiel it's called Pizza Zero Zero, or like double zero in like the dough, uh, like in the flour. And they're currently only serving pizza with specific events because they don't have a place yet, but they're currently kind of renovating uh, their first location. And they have incredible pizza, probably not pepperoni pizza that often, but they always have like two vegan pizzas, uh, margarita pizza, and then maybe one, one with like, any kind of meat or, or the sausage or these kind of things but they're very strictly focused also on having very vegan focused uh, dishes but they have these i'm not sure if you saw them on social media before these cloud pizzas and the dough is incredibly fluffy but still crispy on the outside so that one is stunning that one is really stunning that sounds pretty amazing i'm definitely going to check that out now I know it, uh, with like your app, you, you've done a lot of traveling and uh, it's all about experiences and everything like that. 
if you if you just had like one travel tip that you'd recommend for Kia or travel in general, what would that be? Yeah, one thing that I rediscovered when when coming here to to Kiel, especially as I mentioned, also uh, for the app um, and for for our approach of, of showing people around, is don't define a specific location to go to, or don't always strictly define. Okay, I want to go to that specific restaurant, that specific cafe. But sometimes even just take time to stroll around places you would would have never gone, uh, because on those strolls you will see so many places you. Would have never found with Google Maps or TripAdvisor or anything or things that might look cool. Then check it out, and I'm sure you will be uh, surprised of how many really really cool places you can find this way. Yeah, I think some of those like hole in the wall places that that kind of get overlooked. Maybe like they're not as pretty on the outside, or absolutely, you know, or maybe they're kind of tucked back in the corner. Poke your head in there and check them out sometimes, you know, and, and you may be really surprised on, on what you find inside. Yeah, absolutely. Right on, Tim. Well, again, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. Uh, can you tell the audience a little more about who you are and what you do? Sure. We, we talked about it. I'm Tim. Um, I'm a founder of travel leisure startup here in the northern part of Germany. It's called Explo. And we basically take on the challenge of inspiring people with hyper-local experiences based on this very popular format of short form videos that you can see from TikTok or Instagram Reels. So we take you on a journey and try to give you daily inspiration for these kind of experiences that you can do in your immediate surrounding. So Lee and I talked about it. What's the best restaurant? What's the best place to go? Which kind of uh, museums are around? Which kind of beaches are the cool thing? And we have the vision and the mission to give you the best personalized experiences for your area on a daily basis based on your interests. That sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, you're going to listen to my podcast, check out your app, and you're going to have all the information you need for wherever you're going to go around the world. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So if somebody has more questions about your app or about Keel, what's the best way to reach you on social media? Yeah, I have an Instagram channel. Um, it's called Ed Großer Tim. Um, so it's basically completely the way around. But just just write to explode.app on social media because my private Social media profiles have been blocked, but that's another different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Well, we'll definitely include links to all these in the show notes. And you know, Tim, it was great talking to you, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me, Lee. What an awesome conversation with Tim. I love to visit Kiel and go sailing during the summer. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide to Tim's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Kiel. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash Acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we head to Kyoto, Japan to speak with my new friend Taro Moberly, an amazing photographer and the author of In Kyoto. In this episode, Taro and I talk about visiting the Fushimi Inari Shrine, exploring the Arashiyama Bamboo Forest, and seeing the exhibits at the Manga Museum. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. Mm-hmm.